Welcome to another edition of the Gold Knowles Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a Florida State fan. It's for Florida State fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is November 13th. Friday the 13th, 2020. Um, no segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, you know, the news came out that, you know, a couple of players are no longer with the program. I mean, players come and go, man. That's that's just the way this is. I mean, um, and, you know, if you're a fan of this team, you understand that. I mean... Was I upset when Fred Rouse left? Was I upset when uh, Adrian McPherson left or got kicked out or whatever you want to call it? Uh, Tremendous players, tremendous talents. I mean, so we've been down this road before. So, I mean, you know, I just think that this is something that had to happen. Um, You know, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, we're Florida State. We can overcome anything. I mean, you, like Bobby Bowden said, you the key to bringing Florida State back is recruiting. That, that you know, another one of his famous quotes, who, he who has the best players usually wins. And that, that's never going to change in sports. So, you know, Norvell has to find some guys. That's really what it comes down to. But the essence of football on any level is offensive line and defensive line. If you you can't you I mean, you you can put whoever you want back there. Name a quarterback. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, whoever, Brett Favre, you can name any quarterback that you want. If his offensive line sucks, it is not gonna amount to anything. Okay, you you tell me middle linebackers. Okay, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, Brian Urlacher, whoever. If his defensive line sucks, it's a pretty good chance that um, you know he's not going to be a defensive all star. So, and the same thing rings true for Florida State. Offensive line and defensive line sucks. We got a lot of bells and whistles, but no meat and potatoes, and that's offensive. And defensive lines. And that's where we got to get better at. We got to find some guys, man. We got to get them in the weight room. This needs to be a year-round program. And I don't even know if they do that in college football anymore. But we got to get as close to being a year-round program as possible. Getting these guys in the weight room. Because that's really what it comes down to. Weight room. You look at some of these better programs. They're in the weight room. You can just tell. I can just look at these programs and tell, okay, these guys are doing uh, cardio. They're doing physical, uh, you know, weight training. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Whereas our guys, some of our guys look like that, but most of them don't. So... You know, strength and conditioning, and I said this way back in, you know, the spring, it has to take a monumental leap, and it hasn't. 
And I understand that the, the strength and conditioning coach and really this coaching staff haven't been on the job that long. But, you know, I feel like after this season, if they can get a full off season in with no COVID interruptions, then there's no excuses going into 2021. Um, now, granted, your your offensive line uh, is taking baby steps. Um, but you, you still have to do something. Um, you know, the, the, one of the, one of the great things that this, um, coach has not done is adjust his offense to fit his personnel. Okay. You know that your offensive line, none of those guys can block one-on-one. So I said it in yesterday's episode, adjust your play calling, make adjustments, leave a running back in, leave a tight end, leave two backs in, you know, max protect, get a lead blocker for your running back. Okay. I mean, those things that you, those are things that you should have in your offense. All your whole offense can't be single back offensive line block one-on-one. That, that, that I, I hope that's not the whole basis of your offense. There has to be some jumbo, some max protection, something to where you can give the quarterback a little bit more time. I think Chubba Purdy is going to be a hell of a quarterback. But you got to give the you got to give this young man time to throw. I think Jordan Travis can be a hell of a quarterback, but he has to improve. On his uh his technique, he has to improve on his footwork, and his arm needs to get stronger. And I, I don't know what you can do besides just throwing the ball, you know, constantly to improve arm strength and accuracy. That's pretty much what you have to do is just do quarterback drills. And, um, you know, he scrambles too much for my taste. They don't give him a lot of easy throws. As soon as Chubba Purdy comes in the game, they start throwing screens. Well, why you wasn't doing that with Jordan Travis? So it's just it's just the adjustments for me. And we we can't even talk defense because I don't even know what we're running defensively. I don't even know what we're run what we're running. The only time that we've really had any success, and I know I sound like a broken record, the two quarters against North Carolina, we blitzed. And that's what you got to do because Kando and Robinson are not getting any pressure. And, you know, that's just the facts. So Amari Gaynor is a good blitzer. Emmett Rice is a good blitzer. Nazruddin is a good blitzer. Lars Woodby is a good blitzer. I mean, just take your pick and just go. You know, I would blitz seven and play and play coverage with four. I don't care. Like, whatever. Or blitz six and play coverage with five and just live with the results. Um, I would put Asante Samuel on their best receiver and just who that's just who what what I would do going forward. I mean, these last four games, man, just go for broke. You know, you're not we're not going nowhere this season. We're not going to the college football playoff. We probably won't even make a bowl game. So, for me, just go for broke. What do you have to lose? I want to see Lloyd Willis. I want to see Ira Henry. 
I want to see some of these young offensive line recruits get on the field. Um, you know, back in back in January when we had a couple of offensive line recruits that this head coach turned away, I said it then. How are you in a position to turn away offensive line recruits? And that's, you know, when 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 you bring in a new coach, it's incumbent upon the coach to know his personnel. It's incumbent upon the coach to, um, you know, just just be humble. Okay, my offense, I don't have the right players to run my offense. So I have to tailor my offense to fit my personnel. And he hasn't done that. I mean, we don't even put all the, the best playmakers on the field. I mean, it's all kinds of things that I can sit here and think of, okay, that we can, you know, a flea flicker, a flea flicker, a, a reverse. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's just a couple of different things you can do offensively. There's nothing really you can do offensively because you can't play zone. You really can't play man-to-man straight up because you don't get any defensive line pressure so your only alternative is to blitz and play zero coverage and just live with the results i mean i would say bump and run jam these guys at the line of scrimmage and just see what you can do i mean that's really what it comes down to um i really don't know what else you can do as far as trying to make plays on offense or defense. Like I said yesterday, um, the only place where we've probably been even with a lot of these teams that we've played through seven games is special teams. Um, Not really just the coverage teams, not really the kicking game. So I think it would kind of behoove, it would kind of behoove the special teams coordinator to try to do some, do some stuff on, on, um, Special teams, going for blocks. I mean, whatever you can do to try to get points on the board to put this team in the win column. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, As far as recruiting goes, I don't know what you can do to sell recruits on this program at this point. It's an up-and-coming program. If you're a great high school player, you have a, a very good chance of coming in here and being a starter. Um, And that's really it. I mean, definitely, definitely, if you're a top offensive lineman in high school, you can you can pretty much guarantee, okay, if I go to Florida State, I'm going to start. Um, Like I said, the three guys that left yesterday, best wishes to them. I'm not going to sit here and be some kind of, you know, Debbie Downer, sour, sour Sally and just just start spitting venom. But. I mean, it's just like when you break up with your your girlfriend, you know, most of the time it's for the best. And they're doing what they think is best for them. I don't know all the details. Um, James Blackman pretty much quit. He opted out. Uh, I don't know what happened with Tamori and Terry. Uh, some, some stuff I've been reading says that he's been, he was asked to leave. Um, Marvin Wilson is injured. And, you know, but these were three, 
you know, prominent voices on this team. So with those guys gone, it's really Mike Norvell's team now. So we'll just see what kind of imprint he can make on this team the last four games. Will these guys go out and play with with just pride and heart and desire? You know, wins and losses are going to happen, but effort, as Ray Lewis says, nobody can judge effort. It's between you and you. And for these first seven games, it just hasn't been there. Some of it due to coaching. Some of it due to play on the field. But, you know, at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter what scheme you're running. You know, if you're a football player, you can you can play in any scheme. You can play in any defense. You can play in any offense. But you, our offensive line is limited. They got exposed against a very good Pittsburgh defense. And it is what it is. Um... I'm never going to give up as a Florida State fan. We're going to come back. You just got to get this man time. If you get this man time, the law of averages says that we will be back. You didn't give Willie Taggart enough enough time, Florida State administration. But I understand that you didn't want him from Jump Street based on whatever. That's that's your decision. Um, but I don't want – it's, it's kind of like we've hit a mini reset button with – these veteran players leaving is kind of like we've hit a mini reset button, but I don't want to hit the big reset button, which is firing the coach. You got to stick with this guy. You got to give him four years. You got to give him time to get his guys in there and change the culture around of this program. Okay. If you fire the guy after one season, you're basically pushing this thing back to like 2026. Every, every, Every time you fire a coach, you're resetting the program basically two to four years. Every time. So you fire Willie Taggart, it's going to take two or three seasons to get Florida State back. So right now you're looking at 2022, 2023 before we're a factor again. And um, that's really it. You got to be patient. You got to get his coach time. Let him get some guys in there and, and, and see what happens. Well, you know, our offensive line and our defensive line, we suck. And that's, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that's the whole basis of football is play on the offensive line. You really can't do anything without that. So that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Thank you for listening. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on uh, vitamins. And as always, go nose.